0: You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number four. In last week's episode, you heard our conversation with branding and digital agent Dustin Parker. His clients include names like Shay Mitchell, Patrick Starr, and Blair Fowler, who have all amassed a subscriber following of over 10 million just on YouTube alone. Dustin shared tips on how to start conversations with the brands that you want to work with today, why it's important for influencers to say no in order to grow, and four ways an influencer must stay authentic online. In this week's episode, we chat with Caitlin Bristow and Sean Booth from ABC's The Bachelorette. Caitlin and Sean spill their secrets on growing an influence post-Bachelor Nation, what annoys them most about social media, and the importance of staying real while being in the spotlight. Hey influencers, and welcome to this week's episode. Today's episode is going to be a little fun in a way that is new. I am actually interviewing a couple for the first time and how they influence the pop culture world of entertainment. Now, today's guests don't really need an introduction. Uh, They are one of the most recognized couples from that little show that you might have heard of called The Bachelorette, but have since gone on to really revolutionize what it means to be an authentic couple who just so happened to get engaged on national television. I say revolutionized as they are one out of a really small handful of couples that have come off the Bachelor franchise, still engaged, still in love, and yes, they actually have plans to get married and start a family one day. What is truly unique about Sean and Caitlyn is first and foremost their genuine friendship, which you will hear about today, and how that plays into their relationship as well as their careers as one of the most highly recognized and influential couples in today's world of pop culture media. I have gotten to know Caitlyn and Sean pretty well over the past year as I have the honor and privilege to be on their creative and brand management team, but I think that there is a lot to them, not only as a couple but as individuals that really go beyond what may, what you may just see in this week's pages of People Magazine. Their assertiveness and earnest ability to show up and be themselves have given them an edge that no one else from the franchise has really been able to cultivate. I'm excited to talk about all things life, love, and of course, influence with our guests today. So let's get ready to rumble. Caitlin Bristow and Sean Booth, also known as Rick and Donna and the Booth Stoves, Welcome. <laughs>
1: Wow, what an intro.
0: (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Can you tell that I love you guys? Uh, Yeah, Uh, we love you too.
2: I feel honored that we're the first couple that you've had on.
0: Well, of course, I would not have it any other way. Um, so let's just dive in. I mean, of course, everyone listening, I mean, we all know, we've all seen the show, we all read the magazines, we all know who you are from that, but I want to kind of back it up a bit, and I want each of you to give us a little bit of background of who you were and where you were in your life before the whole Bachelor craziness, and kind of how that came about.
2: Right, ladies first.
1: Um... In my life, I was living in Vancouver. I mean, I grew up in Alberta, Canada, and then I'd moved out to Vancouver on a dance scholarship. Um, So I was in Vancouver doing my own thing. I was working a couple jobs. I was teaching spin. I was helping open up uh, restaurants around Canada, actually. And my girlfriend, um, one of my best friends, was determined to get me on that show and she had been for years and she finally sent in all of the paperwork and photos and uh, I was actually supposed to be on Juan Pablo's season which thankfully did not work out <laughs> um, and, uh, and then they contacted me a year later to go on Crystal's season.
0: Amazing and you Sean?
2: Yeah, so I grew up in a small town in Connecticut, lived most of my life up in New England, Uh, traveled a little bit after for my job when I was working in insurance out in the Midwest, and I've always been involved with sports and athletics, so I've been doing personal training for a number of years and took the leap to move down to Nashville, Tennessee about five years ago. I was ready for a change in my life, Loved, uh, loved the South, loved everything about Nashville, moved there. Um, ended up meeting some people and ran into a, a, casting director one night out at uh Broadway out at the honky tonks when we we're drinking from the show and long story short, ended up, uh, going on Caitlyn's season. Mm-hmm.
0: And here, and we, here are. we are. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so now, yes, here we are. So I would love to know what do you each think, makes you both work as a couple, you know, just coming from such a unique background. And of course, you know, you guys obviously get along or you wouldn't be a couple and you, you figure it out and you make things work. But with the kind of background that you guys had and really kind of found really how you found each other, do you think that that actually works in your favor more as a couple and making it work?
2: Um, yeah, I think we both have a lot of the same values and grew up in small towns and really close families which have helped both of us and we're passionate about our families and friendships that we have and i think we're uh, very similar in that way but there's also a lot of things that we're not so similar in that kind of balance one another out if anybody follows us they know that you know we got our different personalities and caitlin's more the spunky outgoing funny crazy one and uh, i'm a little more laid back and it kind of just works great together.
0: He uses the term crazy lightly. (laughs) 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 Well, yes, you are very spunky and creative on, on your social media, especially, which is one way that fans get to see you guys. And we're going to talk a lot about that in a little bit, but You know, speaking of fans, you know, of course, you got you you literally have millions of fans from the show and that kind of watched your season and really are still watching you on social media um, and watching you grow as a couple. What do you think fans find so fascinating about the show and really find so fascinating about continuing to invest in you guys after the fact?
2: I think that a lot of people can relate to the characters that they see on TV. Um, we're all normal people. We all had normal jobs, and we just ended up going on this show. And the main thing with being on that show is you really have to open up, and you're vulnerable, and I think a lot of people are afraid to do that. So they can sit on their couch on Monday nights and live vicariously through that character, and they also have the same feelings, and everybody's going through their own relationships. Their relationship problems, their struggles, they have their crushes, and I think people really grow attached to uh, to the characters that they see on the television show. And then once they, you know, get to know them, they kind of root for them because the moment that I walked out of that limo, the first conversation that we had with each other, everybody witnessed for the first time as well. So everybody's been there since our first meeting, and now they're very invested, and it's been uh, pretty amazing to see.
0: Yeah. I mean, it truly is fascinating. Um, Caitlin, do you want to add anything to that? No, I I just looked at him after. I was like, Whoa, you nailed that.
1: Um, that's, that's pretty much it. I think people like what he said, just get invested from, um, start to finish with us. Like they're there with us from the beginning. Oh, Tucker wants to say hi apparently.
0: Hello, Tucker.
1: Um, They're just there with us from the beginning.
0: Yeah. And so I want to talk about, too, what I find so fascinating really now about the kind of the franchise. And really, I want to talk about social media and its impact on the franchise. And, and, you know, I remember and I don't know if you guys remember that way back in the day, I mean, from what I know about. ABC and the franchise, they wouldn't even let contestants and, and the actual bachelor or bachelorettes even be on social media. They would make them get off during the filming and after the fact. But I think that that's definitely changed because now we see everyone's on it all the time. How do you think social media and really like Instagram has impacted the show over time? And how does it impact the fan base of, you know, of the contestants and kind of their, um, their investment in you?
1: I feel like it, first of all, they told us not to be on social media after the filming, too. But nobody listens, and I think everybody knows by now that social media is kind of the way of the world. And they realize that it actually probably helps them um, and and keeps like, conversations going and gets more people interested in watching because everyone sees it all over social media. So it probably helps them.
0: I would agree. And I mean, and I think that we see that because you're people are kind of becoming invested before they even really like see them on TV. You know, they're already like Instagram stalking them and finding out everything about who they are and where they live and what they do. And I think it does, it it causes some kind of like attachment to them before even really like knowing them from the show.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I want to talk about your guys' social media and how, that's really impacted your both of your careers post the show. You know, if I were to check out your social media for the first time today, what could I expect to see? What could I expect to find? How could I be influenced by what you're creating out there?
2: Yeah. If you landed on my page, you'll see a lot of fitness and a lot of pictures of my dog, uh, (laughs) our dog. Sorry. Um, but it's been pretty wild and how much that has helped with our, our business. And just from the fitness aspect, you know, doing our, our group workouts nationwide, we go from large city to large city. And the only type of promotion we really do is social media. So we'll throw up a post, a picture on Instagram. We'll be like, Hey, we're headed to Boston this date, this time be there. And it'll sell out within days, which is fascinating. And, social media definitely helped us out um, tremendously, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's what I I think is really cool, too, about social media and, and the way that it kind of allows you guys to engage with your fans and your audience is really the power that it kind of has. And I remember there was one conversation that we had at dinner with my husband, Jonathan, and Caitlin, you actually brought up the fact you were like you know, Jonathan, you've been this actor and you've been in this industry for 25 years and you have kind of this new wave of millennial influencers coming through and they amass this like massive following and this, you know, massive engagement and and all of this that there's a lot of like, you know, actors that have been around like Jonathan who he could not even fathom amassing that just because it's not really his generation. It's not really his thing. So I would love to know like your thoughts on how that massive amount of of influence that you guys have been able to garner allows you to really engage with your fans and your audience.
1: Yeah, I feel like we got into it at the right time because um I remember Jillian Harris who was Bachelorette, I can't I think season six. She was like She's the other only Canadian bachelorette, and she was like, I'm not going to lie, like, this kind of annoys me because it was just timing for you. (laughs) You just walked in, got, like, a million followers, and she busts her butt to, like, grow her um, social following. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think, like we said, from people being so attached from the beginning and knowing us from the start, um, they really keep, Like, they're very invested in us and and what we do. And I think Sean and I have done a good job of, you know, not pushing things on them and and staying authentic and true to who we are. And, um, like, I use my platform a lot to inspire other women. And I feel like that kept them engaged as well because, I mean, our following is 92% female.
0: Business for sponsoring the show. Do you guys ever feel like it kind of puts a lot of pressure on you guys, like not only as individuals, but even like a couple to like show a part of your life that you would really wouldn't want to show or to like, I don't know, I mean, perform a certain way on social media. I mean, and I know that you guys are so good about being authentic, but do you ever kind of get this pressure of like, Oh my gosh, I, you know, I haven't posted today and I have a million people waiting to hear what I have to say.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the negatives that come along with the, the large following, and I think we both struggle with that from time to time, and it's kind of like a cloud that's over. It's like, all right, got to post at some point, if it's not today or tomorrow, and then you have to worry about what your caption is going to be. <laughs> um I guess trying to please a million people, which is impossible, and you know some people aren't going to like it, and... It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that we think about and it's something we wish we didn't think about as much.
0: Yeah. And I, what I love about your guys' social media and really the influence that you've been able to kind of captivate is the way that you guys, in a very unique way, bring entertainment into your social media world. How, how did that kind of come about? You know, just, just, I know it's part of your personality naturally, but how did those kind of things come about? Did the fans actually kind of influence you guys to do things like create a Rick and Donna? And how have you found that niche in being able to do that so well?
2: Okay. Wine,
1: <laughs> wine,
0: <laughs> lots of wine. I, I, I think
1: personalities just have so much to do that like i feel like we would be doing the same thing if we had like 10 followers
2: (laughs) yeah i think that's the main thing and that's the number one thing we hear when we go anywhere is we love how authentic you guys are we love how real you guys are you're the realest couple that come from that show and that's something we always hear so i think with our snapchats or social media, things that we do for entertainment, something that we do on our own and with a a group of 10 people. It's a big part
0: of our relationship too. Like that's just how we keep each other laughing too. And that's why, you know, you talked about real, which is something that I also hear from so many people when they're describing you or talking about you. So I would love to know what do you guys find, especially, especially from, you know, maybe other people coming from the franchise that you guys did that, you know, maybe a little overdone or oversaturated or just kind of like annoying when it comes to social media and marketing. And I say this because you guys have kind of been around the block for a while now and like you get it. So when it comes to like the newcomers or the ones that are kind of fresh in the franchise, is there any mistakes that you see them making or that you see just kind of influencers in general making on social media that you just want to be like, no take it back like is there anything that just kind of gives you that feeling well I
1: feel like for me as a woman I see all these girls coming off and all of a sudden they're Instagram models and I'm like oh am I supposed to look this certain way and I have to like take a step back sometimes and remind myself that like that's part of who I am is not trying to like make everything picture perfect and I think that's a lot of reason why people call us real is because we don't try and, like, paint this pretty picture every single day with, like, these outrageous backdrops and professional um, photographs, and we just do keep it real. Like, we, there are times where we will do those things, but I think we, um, that's something that when I scroll through, I'm like, everybody's trying too hard.
2: Yeah, I think I see that, too, It's just trying too hard, and I think a lot of people enjoy the attention and they get all this, this attention right after the show and then maybe it, it starts fading a little bit as time goes on then you see him trying extra hard and even with Caitlin what she was saying like all of a sudden, these girls are all models. It's like I see the same thing with all these guys yeah, and sure. all these recent guys. Now every other post of them with their shirts off, and they're like quoting some
0: Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> like
2: a Marilyn Monroe. Quote. And I'm like, what are you doing? And
0: what does that quote have anything to do with your topless shirt? Like your topless photo? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're just to find some excuse to post a picture that, of themselves. But
0: Sometimes do you? Sometimes
1: if I post like a picture like that, I'll I'll like. I'll even call myself out. I'll be like, I really don't even have a caption. I, I just like this photo of myself.
0: And, and do you really think that that may be like who those people like kind of really are like at, at the end of the day, like maybe that's who they really were. And then just like the show and this a massive like social media platform is now giving them the platform to showcase that. Or do you just feel like they do it because they think that is what works for everyone else?
1: Yeah, i I think they do it because they think it works for everyone else. I, well, I also don't know, but that's what I get from it. Yeah.
0: And then I want to kind of, sh- oh, sorry, go ahead, Sean.
2: No, I'd have to agree with Caitlin. I think it's tough because we don't really know all of them either. I just see some pictures and, um, yeah, maybe they're just trying too hard to impress people. Maybe that was the type of person that they were before the show and, maybe it's going on the show just kind of enhanced all of that.
0: And I want to kind of shift gears a little bit to talk about both of you as a couple. And I want to know just in terms of really how you influence one another. I mean, are there things that, you know, Caitlin, you've learned from Sean or Sean, you've learned from Caitlin that has maybe influenced you to think differently to, I don't know. Um, to, you know, be a healthier person to, you know, view things differently that you might have not viewed before you guys were a couple?
1: Yes, definitely on the health side of things. Um, I think I've been lucky because my whole life I did ballet and, and dancing and I'm, I'm just like a tiny bone person. Um, so I've never really thought about like, oh, working out five days a week or eating really healthy. And now it's kind of, well, maybe not five days a week, but it's kind of been become part of a lifestyle for me to be healthy with Sean, and we, we'll we bond over that or go to the gym together, um cook healthy dinners, because he's super knowledgeable about fitness and, and health, so I've learned a lot that way and been influenced a lot in, in the health um, region for sure.
2: Yeah, and Caitlin has also rubbed off on me and just... <laughs> you know not taking a lot of things too serious and um
1: I definitely haven't influenced your wine intake which
2: you haven't I
1: wish I did because I wish you drank wine with me but
2: (laughs) I don't I'm not a big wine guy but yeah I think um we kind of both learn from each other in the best way possible
0: what annoys you about each other like for real (sighs)
1: Um, it annoys Sean's very bad at being in a moment and he knows it. And so he's like in the morning, I just want to like cuddle. And he thinks like putting his arm around me for two seconds is cuddling. And then he's like, Okay, hey, wait, what do I have to do today? What is going on tomorrow? What's going on this week? And he's like on his phone or needs to be on his computer. And he's always thinking about what's next instead of being in the moment. And that drives me nuts. Mm. <laughs>
0: and
2: so. Here I <laughs> I've got tabs open in my brain. Yeah. Um, man, what annoys me about my beautiful fiance? <laughs> well, I'll
1: probably tell you what annoys you about me.
2: Um, I think her sleeping schedule is a little different than mine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what annoys you about sleeping?
2: <laughs> she does like her sleep. Um, I, That doesn't annoy me, but...
1: What does annoy you?
2: What does annoy me? Do you know?
0: Um... Wow, I'm I'm just really not annoying.
2: Yeah, not annoying at all.
0: What do you take naps, Caitlin? Are you a nap person?
2: Um, no, I just mean like your sleeping schedule. Like sometimes I like to go to bed early, and I'm training, and I got like two workouts to do, and she gets to go to bed late and sleep in every day. <laughs> and She's maybe up my
0: laziness.
2: And a- I guess what's the nice word for lazy? You can call me lazy. It's okay. <laughs>
0: Now, um, I know not to ask you guys about when you're going to get married or when you're going to have kids, because everyone asks you that, and it's always the same answer of, yes, it's going to happen whenever we want it to happen, when it's the right time. So what I Mm want to know from you guys is, do you have any fears about that next step, about marriage? I mean, I'm married, and even though I love my husband very much, it's not always, you know, cupcakes and roses and all of that good stuff. So do you think that it... Would change anything for you guys? Is there anything that you like anticipate or that you kind of get anxious about when thinking about that? I, guess, yeah. I get
1: anxious about not getting married because I'm Canadian and it's really difficult to be in the states.
0: No, I'm kidding. But um, um, yeah. I, well, yeah, that
1: is serious. Yeah, I guess.
2: Yeah, I think we both have our fears about being married. We both come from divorced families, and um, you know, we do understand that. It's not all roses and everything's not perfect. And it's definitely tough to have a successful marriage. And I Mm -hmm. think that's a little bit scary. Um, but
1: nobody wants to fail at anything. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I think now we're just in a good spot where we're like, well, what's the point? You know, we're Mm -hmm. having fun. We're doing what we love. And
1: the point to me now would be like, I don't, I don't feel like. You know, it's, it's not what it used to be where you have to get married before you move in with each other. And you know, we're not obviously old school like that. We met on reality TV we are more excited to have kids than we are to get married. And it's just a little different. I think to me, I'm, I love the idea of having all my close family and friends in a room to like celebrate our love together. And again, it would be really easy for me as a Canadian to get a green card, but. <laughs>
2: Uh, The truth comes
1: out. Which is why I uh, got engaged to Shantan's kid. But yeah, I I think we do think about that pressure of once once you do get married, you just, again, don't want to be a failure at anything.
0: And do you think that coming from the similar background of, you know, divorced parents, do you think that that makes you guys have an understanding about one another that, helps you guys kind of navigate through the relationship and, and potentially even make you stronger. Cause you both know what that feels like.
1: Yeah, I think so. We've talked about it before. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're both just like more aware of like, um, taking it, taking it seriously. And I don't know. What would you say?
2: Yeah, no, I think it's like a learning, um, Tool, right, you get to witness a divorce firsthand, whether it's good or bad, and when you have kids involved too, mm-hmm. you don't want that to happen to you. And I think it does make you stronger and knowing what you're looking for, and um, just wanting to make sure it's the, the right moment before you really rush into anything.
0: And what do you guys found? What do you guys find that is most challenging about? like being a couple in the public eye and on social media and the impact of that. Mm.
1: I think, I think because people do think we're perfect and we're not, but how do you really show that on social media? Because no one would want to see that anyways. And I always get annoyed when people are like, you guys are so perfect. I'm like, well, actually we're not. Um, and we do, like, we fight like other couples. Like, that would be weird if we didn't. And I think the pressure of people thinking, well, we're perfect is sometimes it just takes a toll on me.
2: Yeah. I
1: agree. John right? <laughs> <Sound> agrees. <of> <laughs>
0: he agrees. He can curse. Um, and Caitlin... Yeah. We know that you recently froze your eggs because it was something that you did talk about online uh, on your socials, and you actually worked with an old friend from from The Bachelor and making this happen. Um, What impacted your decision to do that?
1: Um, I think just knowing about it. Like, I I didn't even know that was a possibility until I met Whitney, and then the more information that she gave me and the more I looked into it and did research the more I felt that that was a good decision for me just because I am 31 and we don't know when we're going to have kids so um just knowing that that was an option and that I could have that um peace of mind it was just a no-brainer for me
0: and Sean did you not want to freeze your sperm
1: well, maybe i did maybe he did
0: maybe i did um okay so we know that you guys live in nashville because um, sean had mentioned before that he had kind of rooted there before the show but what about nashville and that city made you as a couple want to come back and root there
2: Well, she had never been to Nashville, but we both kind of had the same love for country music. And the more I talked to her about Nashville, the more excited she got. And um, I think that it was a perfect fit for us It's a young, energetic city. There's a lot going on. And um, it's just like, I don't know, a very happening place. And she's kind of dove into the music industry. And there's no better city than that.
1: Yeah. And also, it's like you can... We live just a tiny bit outside of like downtown. Like we did downtown and it was a little, a little much for us because we're also very laid back people who want like a big backyard and more dogs. And like, so we are a little bit outside of the city, which we love. It's quiet. We're in a nice neighborhood. And then you can also drive 10 minutes, 20 minutes down the road and be downtown Nashville.
0: And what about Nashville has really kind of helped you grow as creatives and as a couple? Because I know that, Caitlin, you know, something that a lot of fans may not know about you is that, you know, you do have this love for songwriting and you're a really good singer. So how has Nashville influenced this for you and and really not for you as as a creative, but then for you guys as, as a couple? Yeah,
1: I think it's good for both of us because... I mean, we can both be happy here individually, which makes us happier in a relationship because we're both doing what we love. So I feel like I've met a lot of people in in the circle of music here, which there's so many talented people and songwriters, and I've almost <clears throat> built a couple friendships um, through that. And then it's also a very um, healthy city. Like, people in Nashville are fit, and they're all active, and Sean's been able to be successful with training and and being passionate about fitness. And so I think when you can be happy doing your own thing and what you love to do will essentially make you happier in a relationship.
0: Yeah. And Sean, that's what I wanted to kind of really get into because I know that you have collaborated and joined forces with Aaron Opria, who is a trainer in Nashville as well to find, um, you found city strong. And, um, I know that's kind of come out of Nashville. Um, but can you tell us a little bit more about city strong, how that came to life and how you're, you know, influencing fans or just people out there that want to get healthy by doing city strong?
2: Yeah, definitely. So Aaron, um, I mean, connected through Caitlin, actually, Caitlin started training with her. Um, she was, even though she had a, a great trainer at home with her. She went uh, to train with her. No, it's funny. Um, so Aaron and I became really close. Our love for fitness um, kind of caused our start started this relationship, and we'd get together on a regular basis and work out all the time. And we were always kind of brainstorming on some ideas that we could collaborate and team up to bring our our skills and our our knowledge to a, a bigger. Um, bigger fan base and we wanted to use our social media followings. And so that's when we came up with city strong, we were out riding bikes one day and, um, we thought about just, Hey, why don't we just tour all over the country meet with as many people as we possibly can do a group workout and have fun. And it kind of took off from the moment we had our first event and going full force right now. And I think we're going on to our 10th city in half a year. So it's been a blast.
0: That's amazing. Do you know what city you're going to be tackling next?
2: We do. We're going to Boston, Massachusetts on May 13th, nice. so a couple weeks.
0: Do you, yeah. do, do you do them like once a month or once every couple of months?
2: We do at least once a month. We've done a couple. Um, we've done two or three months where we did two in the same weekend, so at least once a month.
0: And how does your social media, you know, platforms play into the growth of, you know, you doing these these city strongs in all these various cities?
2: Yeah, it's perfect. It's um it can show everybody sitting at home what it's all about and we have people Snapchatting while we're doing the events and showing how fun and exciting it is and using it to promote. That's really our only way we promote is using social media. And that in itself just speaks volumes of how much of an impact social media has. We can just put on Instagram or Snapchat that we're coming to a certain city and it will sell out. So we're very thankful for that.
0: And I know that you guys, you know, work with and collaborate with a ton of brands that you're truly passionate about, you know, all throughout the year. And you use social media to kind of build that awareness. Um, What do you look for um, when collaborating with a brand and really using your influence to create an amazing um, campaign that can really shed light and shed information to your fans?
1: Yeah, I think that's another reason that people do enjoy following us is because we will look into brands and we will work with brands. If we really believe in what they're trying to promote, like we will only work with brands if if it fits with us and that, um, things that we love and, and believe in.
0: And before we wrap this up, I would love to know from each of you what influence means to you.
1: Whoa,
0: that's deep, Julie. (laughs) Deep thoughts.
2: (laughs) Um, Influence to me means making an impact on somebody in a positive way, something that's going to better somebody. Somebody's going to take something away from that, use it for the right reasons, (laughs) and um, just something that can positively impact somebody's life.
1: What
0: if my answer is the same as his? Well, that can be fine if you have anything else to add to that as well, because especially as a woman, too, I think that social media and influence can be, you know, I think a lot of times, especially when you're a big influencer, because you guys have such a massive platform, you have such a huge fan base that a lot of times people are like, oh, well, you know, this this power of influence can kind of be seen as like this this like negative persuasion and this negative thing when really it's not at all if it's used positively, which is kind of what Sean was saying. So really kind of like what yeah. does influence mean to you in terms of positively impacting like your female fan base?
1: Yeah, I honestly get teary-eyed sometimes when I read messages in my inbox for Instagram because, Um, I feel like I do have a lot of impact um, for young girls or even girls my age. Um, I feel like I have influenced them to not, like, be a certain way, but to actually just, like, be who they are. And the amount of messages I get from young women, I just, like, I get emotional every time I go into my Instagram DMs.
0: And do you think that people kind of tend to follow you more and they're inspired by you more because you are so authentic with your influence, Caitlin, because I think, I mean, that's what I I, see.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, Like I think the same thing as what we had said earlier. Like I don't, like I obviously try with my social media, but I'm like not pretending I'm a model every post. And I feel like um, I a lot of my captions I'm just trying to make people laugh. And I, I always tell Sean I think half of my life come from just like my captions because I just, just I really truly enjoy making people laugh.
0: That's awesome. Well, guys, where can everyone find you? Find what's happening. Find what's coming up with you. Um, where can everyone find you online? Um
1: mine's very easy, it's just my name, Caitlin Bristow, but my Snapchat, which I take a lot of pride in and put a lot and put a lot of effort into is Snap Snapback Bean.
0: Snapback. And then you, Sean? And I
2: Sean underscore Booth eighteen for <laughs> Instagram and Sean underscore booth for Snapchat and Twitter and Rick and Donna forever on Instagram. <laughs>
0: And uh, one last question. What is your favorite social media platform and why?
1: Um, mine's definitely Snapchat because I feel like we get to show our goofy side and I love all the filters.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm more of an Instagram guy. Um, I like the pictures. I think it's pretty simple. Uh, um, yeah. He's a
1: pretty simple guy. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, thank you again so much. If you are listening today, I would love for you to check out the show notes of this episode where I lay out some of the fun takeaways that Caitlin and Sean shared with us today. You can find those show notes over at the website, www.theinfluencerpodcast.com. Again, guys, thank you so much. I always have a blast chatting with you and cannot wait to check out what you guys have coming up for us soon. Thank you. Thank you. you.